Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We're so excited to bring you this great grooms episode today. This one comes from me as a bit more of a, a hopeless romantic and uh, a sentimentalist rather than a wedding photographer or a vendor trying to give some advice. So really excited to bring this one to you. Without further ado, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast, a podcast from me, Danielle Pasternak, wedding coordinator of DP Knack Weddings. And me, Daniel Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone planning a wedding who wants insider knowledge, behind the scenes stories, and downright sensible wedding planning advice. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Dan Moyer. And I'm Danielle Pasternak. And today we're talking about great grooms. This uh, conversation came out of our conversation with Catherine Ham and her campaign for the bridal rebrand, which essentially challenges like the norms of the bride-centric wedding industry. Um, so we decided out of that conversation that we wanted to have a conversation about us guys not being arm candy and not being like a sideline or just playing a supportive role to the bride, but also owning this process as, you know, as part of being a couple. I, I completely agree, Dan. I think so often we talk to the bride or we have all these things that are focused around the bride. And today I love that we're going to be talking about the groom because they deserve just as much attention and um, goodness throughout the process as well. They're also the ones getting married, right? Yeah. We're part of a couple. The wedding day is for both people, you know? Exactly. And I think what both Dan and I really want to stress throughout today's episode is that we're not trying to tell anyone how to be. We're just trying to give you some ideas of how you can input yourself more into the wedding day, but in a way that still yeah. feels genuine to you. Um, yeah. If you're not a romantic person, you don't need to be a romantic person you know, groom. It's, it's, it's what it all comes down to is being the most authentic version of yourself. And we mm -hmm. just want to give you some ideas. Yeah, totally. Um, so we came up with a list of like a bunch of things that we've seen or saw or felt that really stood out to us of what it takes to be a great groom. So Danielle, we broke this down into basically two different sections of the process, the wedding planning process and the wedding day itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because there really is no other part of planning a wedding. You're planning a <laughs> wedding and then you're getting married. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's our organization for you today. <laughs> um, so the first thing we have to say is just like, be a team player. Um, you're in this together. And it's a lot of choices to be made by one person. So I think the best thing you could be is be a team player and be invested, you know? Yeah. And I think it's also about speaking up in on things about what matters to you being invested if, if something's really important to you don't be afraid to take the helm on that task and and really make it happen i think your partner will appreciate it and if it's something you're passionate about you should be the one leading up that task mm -hmm. my thought is if you are in your planning process and you're like you know what the DJ is super important to me. I really, really want to have great music. You know what? Then take the helm on you know, researching DJs, whether you want a DJ or a band, make phone calls, send emails, and just make that part happen. Or if you are really pumped about the suits, you know what? Take a look at um, you know, some of the online options like Indochino or Black Lapel, Black Tux, or 
head to um, any of the large chains and just see like what the options are. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think um, what I find in a relationship is always most important is communication, right? Between two people. Yeah. Um, yep. And what I'm learning in my own personal relationship at the moment is how important it I is how much I appreciate when my partner Mike fills me in on things that's happening. So I think in this case yeah. too, if you're going to take the helm on something and do the research and reach out to all these different people, it's important to then go back to your partner and vice versa and say, hey, this is what I'm working on, this is what I got. So that way you're not doing double duty. Um, each person can appreciate the work that's going into it and you're doing a good job communicating. Sometimes there will be things, or at least in our planning process, there were things that I didn't really feel like like I needed to have an opinion on. Um, and I think it's important to like seed on what what's important, but still have an opinion. Because in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, um, you know, I'm just going to give Rachel the freedom to do whatever she wants. But she really did want my opinion. She needed me to be part of the process. So, Dan, are you kind of saying pick your battles? I don't, I don't think battles is a good word, but I think um, I wouldn't say that it's battles. I think it's just that you need to work together as a team through this process. Right, because there's things that you have that are going to be more important to you or more important to your partner. And it's important to recognize the 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 passion or the importance that they've placed on a particular item. Right. And going through it, they're still going to look to you and you're going to still look to them for their opinion on the things that matter most to you. But it's about supporting each other and still being able to give that input mm -hmm. um, without just being that like agreeable yes man or yes woman. Right? right, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you do you think that there are a bunch of different areas that like absolutely like these are the things that you should decide jointly? Do, like, oh, like, what gosh, would you yeah. say are those things? Well, I think you should like both agree on who you're marrying. Like that's probably key. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think the date, the date's kind of a big deal. Also where you're getting married, right? Yep. What are, what are some things you, you're thinking, Dan? Um, I'm thinking the registry. I think that was a fun one because, you know, it, it's your time to splurge a little bit, like think electronics or power tools and that kind of stuff. I mean, if you already live together, you know, you might have a bunch of stuff for your house, but um, maybe there's something that you just can't justify spending a bunch of money on for yourself like we wanted a really sweet like $500 vacuum so we put that awesome vacuum on there and somebody bought it for us and it was really, really? really great that's yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cleaning freak so nothing makes me more excited than like a really groovy vacuum you have a sweet vacuum I don't have a sweet vacuum because I have hardwood floors <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> that are a pain in the butt to keep clean <laughs> what else? so okay so uh, registry, I like that. That's not something I would have initially thought of because, you know, what does society tell us? That the girl's the one that likes to go shopping. But there's a lot of right. things that um, maybe your partner isn't going to put on the registry that you would think would really add to your your overall marriage and perfect spot to do it. Um, maybe your the ceremony things. I yep. think a lot of times I see couples write their own vows and yeah. without fail, I will tear up every single time because it's just amazing. Yeah, definitely. Music, I guess, would be another good one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the guest list, you both have to figure out like who's coming from opposite sides. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and the honeymoon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was doing a little bit of research for this, and I was looking at tons of different articles of what people 
on what people were saying were the, the best ways to be a great groom or what duties grooms had. Um, and actually, a lot of people really promoted the groom taking the helm on the honeymoon thing, just like doing all mm-hmm. the research for that. And I thought that was a really, really good thing. What's your thought on like surprise honeymoons? Hmm. Like I, where like the I've, I've seen all these like viral videos where like the guy comes walking in and he's like, by the way, we're going to Italy today. I've called off of your work and I've done all these things. I think I would freak out. I would lose my marbles. Not, I don't know if it'd be in a good way either. <laughs> so wait, like, did they not plan a honeymoon and then we're just like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this in this particular case that I'm thinking of, I don't know if it was a honeymoon or just necessarily a trip that they had planned. Um, but I feel like this surprise aspect, even surprise weddings, are really coming into play as like, oh, this groom planned the entire thing to save his partner uh, the stress or the headache or whatever. But I don't know. I think I don't know if that's the right path for everybody. No, I don't think it's the right path for everybody, but I think obviously those guys, like I remember there was a a TV show a couple years ago where like the guy proposed and there was like this long flash mob and at the very end he proposes and then they get married right away. And I, the girl was so happy. She was super pumped. And I think he obviously knew his partner really, really well in that sense. Like I know Rachel is very type A and I know she wanted to have kind of the planning process and go through like the fun parts of like you know all that kind of stuff you know bravo to that guy for knowing his partner really really well one more thing about the honeymoon i i I think i i'm pretty sure one of my past couples had that happen like where were their uh extended family aunts uncles and stuff purchased a honeymoon for them and said like okay you have to have these things you're going for this long on these many dates and they loved it i'm trying to think of who that was i can't think of who it was right now but all I know is I remember them saying how incredible it was and how excited they were to have this surprise. I mean, I can't imagine it being like necessarily a bad thing unless they, you know, send you to somewhere like not fun. But like, where would you not go? Uh, that's a honeymoon destination that you wouldn't go to anyway. That's true. I, I'm a control freak. So I think that's anytime I'm in like a potentially surprise situation. I don't know if I ever handle it very well because I like to be very much like in control of what's happening <laughs> to me. Totally. And I, I like to like dig into research and do all that crazy stuff. So, um, but at the same time, I, I agree. I think if someone were to to put that much work and effort and obviously money into something, it's hard not to be very appreciative and, and ecstatic about it. So, I guess maybe I'm just thinking of it from the wrong perspective. So, <laughs> <clears throat> um, so we're gonna take a quick little short break. Uh, when we get back from this little break, we're gonna talk about the wedding day and what you can do as to be a great groom on the wedding day. Yeah, we've got some really great ideas for you. Talk to you in a bit. All right, it's break time for this episode. And I just wanted to take a second to share in a happy dance because while we're past the eight-week mark to be listed on iTunes' new and noteworthy section, we have been promoted to their What's Hot podcast, which we're on Cloud9 about. Um, It's all because of the amazing reviews and ratings you amazing listeners have been leaving for us. So one in particular we wanted to give a shout-out to comes from Podcast Liz, who says... Finally, a wedding planning podcast that's fun to listen to. These two are experienced, hilarious, and give great advice. I have a feeling I'm going to be hooked long after my wedding day. Thank you so much, Liz. Um, Everyone, thank you everyone for your amazing support. We couldn't be doing this without you. And one more thing before we jump back into this great grooms episode, Dan and I are planning a fun Q&A episode to wrap up our first season. And we can't A without your Q. So head to the puttaringonitpodcast.com website and click get in touch to send us your questions. 
All right, now back to the show. Welcome back to the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Today on the show, we're talking about great grooms. In the first part of the show, we talked about like the planning process and things that things that you should do during the planning process to stay in and invested in the process. The second part of the episode, we're going to focus on the wedding day or right around the wedding day, things that you can do to keep it classy, be a de-stressor, all those kind of things. Yeah, so let's start talking about your wedding party. One of the things when you invite someone to be part of your wedding party, whether you've got groomsmen, bridesmaids, bridesmen, groomsmaids, whatever it is, flower girls, ring bearers, you want to thank them for being part of your team on your wedding day. Um, There's a lot of talk about what should I get as a groomsman gift or a wedding party gift. And I think it's really great to put a lot of thought into that. Like Dan said, keeping it classy and giving them something that they can really use and treasure uh, forever and ever and ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Everybody loves to receive a gift. And I think keeping it sentimental and from the heart is you just can't go wrong with that. I've seen a few times where the gift is something that they actually wear on the wedding Mm -hmm. day. So I've seen suspenders or a nice tie or bow tie watches, uh, cufflinks, watches. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I always really like that as long as it's something that they can continue wearing after the wedding day. If it's not super wedding day specific to your wedding. Uh, I always like things like that. Also like flasks. I see a lot of flasks. Such a dude thing. <laughs> Speaking of flasks, um, uh-huh. I think the second tip that we could offer is to be present and stay sober on your wedding day. That doesn't mean you can't have like a couple of drinks and have fun and that kind of stuff. But um, if you think about it, this is a pretty big and important day in your lives. And, and expensive. And expensive, yes. And I think it's safe to say that the more present you are, the better it will be. So keep the drinking to a minimum, especially before the ceremony. At the reception, have a little fun, um, especially with your friends and family, and just enjoy yourselves. Mm -hmm. And like we said, Dan's not saying don't drink at your wedding, but, you know, stay responsible with it. Uh, Even sometimes just having a glass of water every other drink helps to keep yourself hydrated enough and and move it on through the rest of the day. Speaking of drinks... We're just going to keep on a drink theme here. Uh, (laughs) All the drinks. Yeah, Dan, you did something at your wedding that I thought was really awesome and I wish we saw more of. Um, You gave a really great toast at your wedding. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of just like a classy thing. So typically a toast that comes from your wedding party, like a maid of honor or best man, they're toasting you as a couple in front of all of your guests. They're saying, I remember when she first met him and I first remember when they went on their first date and they're really congratulating you. When you are giving a toast as a couple, you're more giving thanks to everyone who was involved in making the day come together and everybody that came to see you. Yeah, it's a really simple, beautiful, traditional gesture that I I think really comes from just like good manners. Like just, and you just have to keep it really simple. Thank everyone for being there. Specifically mention the parents, the wedding party. Thank everyone for coming. That's it. Short, sweet, to the point, but most importantly from the heart. Yeah. I I always like to think about where in the day is a good place for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is something you want to talk with your DJ or band about a little bit more, but 
I love doing it right around the time that you're either about to cut the cake or just after you cut the cake because you have yep. the room's attention. The spotlight is somewhat already on you. And all mm-hmm. you have to do is grab that microphone and say, hey, guys, you know, before we cut this cake or I just want to take a second to say yeah. y'all are awesome. <laughs> we did it right before the cake cutting, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after all the other toasts, um, I grabbed the mic and just stood up and just gave thanks to everybody, told them a little bit about our planning process, how when we received our bright yellow envelopes, that we were just super excited because that meant that one more person was going to be traveling from afar to come and celebrate with us. And let's be honest, like how often – do you have that many people under one roof for a happy reason, especially for you? And you get to thank them all because they're there for you. I just think it's super classy and and really a beautiful gesture to make a thank you speech to everyone. Yeah, that could also be done in addition to a lot of people like to have a receiving line after their ceremony where mm-hmm. they thank everybody for coming. Yep. Or they, if they're not able to do that, sometimes after they're done eating dinner, they quick eat, and then they go around to all the tables and thank them for coming too. But I think really standing up and making just a very public statement of thank you, we love you, we couldn't be here without you, still holds a really um, classy place. I think the general thought behind this is just be sweet. You know, just be <laughs> have good manners. Um, And be sweet. Yeah, I think that's the best way I could say it. (laughs) And be the reminder and the person who constantly refocuses the planning process on the and the wedding day, even with your bride or your partner on why you're actually having the wedding. You know, that's a really good point, because, um, you know, as with any big project that you you take Mm -hmm. on, it's it's natural and easy for you to start obsessing over things that in the grand scheme of things maybe don't truly matter. So as a partner, it's great to bring yourselves back down and say, okay, is this really important? Does this does this center around our priorities that we talked about? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but just having that other person there to talk through it with you uh, is super helpful. And that includes on the wedding day too, because on the wedding day, maybe it's starting to rain, yeah. right? And your partner's, your partner's freaking out because it's raining, but freaking out doesn't stop the rain. (laughs) So, and if both people start freaking out, um, you know, we talked about it in the bad weather episode, uh, specifically with the couple whose snowstorm completely like changed the whole aspect of their day. They stayed calm. They stayed calm together and all the guests reacted to that. So between your partnership, between the two of you, staying calm and focusing on the positive and the whole reason why the day is happening is just a huge and helpful reminder. Yeah, and even simpler said, just be a de-stressor, period. Period. I completely agree. What are, what are some other things? I feel like there are some very cool ways that you can uh, gain some brownie points. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Um, on the wedding day, just by doing a few unexpected things, a few unplanned things. I had a couple once. Um, they have a fur baby, a dog, And the groom had someone take the dog over to where the bride was getting ready because um, where she was, the dog couldn't be there all day. But he took the he had someone take the dog over to her with a little note about how excited he was to get married that day. And she got to see her fur baby for a little bit and get some doggy kisses and and. It, she didn't know about it. It wasn't like a huge, like he didn't send a million roses. It was just a small little gesture that went a far away with her. I know that. Yes. Be 
sentimental. Get a li- you can get a little sentimental and create some meaningful moments. So I th- think, you know, doing like a surprise gift or, or uh, sending the fur baby along or sending her flowers <laughs> or writing a note and just letting her know how excited you are to see her at the altar or whatever. Those are those are really sweet little gestures. And I think it's I think it's important to take advantage of those one of a kind moments. Outside of if it's your, with your bride or your partner, think about like times when you're having a private conversation, maybe with your father-in-law or one of your siblings, or um, uh, you know, we talked about first looks in a previous episode. You know, and just enjoy each moment for all it's worth. I and just love on your partner or love on your bride and tell them how beautiful they look, how handsome they look because they, they put a lot of thought into what they're wearing and what they look like. Um, and just let them know that you think they look awesome and that they did a good job. Exactly. Those little, those little moments go a long way, yeah. both on your wedding day, in your relationship, in your marriage, it translates throughout. All right, Dan, that about wraps up everything that I wanted to talk about for today's episode. Do you have anything else you wanted to add besides our yet-to-be-named tip for this week's episode? I think the one thing I would like to say is just get invested and just be a part of the process and just love every part of it. Well said, Dan. Thank you. Now it's time for our yet-to-be-named tip of this week's episode. Dan, what do you got for me today? Today's tip is researching romance. And by that, I mean, be in it for the long haul. I think that most guys feel that the biggest obstacle that they're going to face is maybe asking their significant other to wear the ring, but it's not. Um, I think keep being a romantic and always be a romantic. And one of the things that's really helped me do that is this awesome book by Dr. Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. It helps you speak your partner's love language and ultimately helps you learn what your love language is too. And it brings you closer together. It's a really, really amazing book. I love it and I highly recommend it. Check it out. Thanks, Dan, for adding your yet-to-be-named tip to this week's episode. We really need a name for that segment. Um, As always, we are going to link to the book Dan mentioned and all of the things we talked about today in today's show notes. You can head to putaringonitpodcast.com slash 009 for all the things we mentioned and a little bit of a summary of this week's show. We also want to keep this show growing. As we mentioned in the beginning of the show, we are now listed on iTunes, What's Hot Podcast, which is awesome. But we can't do that without your support. So Dan, how do they help us grow? Keep reviewing us. Keep subscribing. Um, head to the website. Send us your questions for that Q&A episode that we have coming up. And share the podcast with your friends, family, and anybody else who you know is getting married or think might be getting married or just anybody else that you love and think that would benefit from our podcast. Perfect. And one last thing, too, on iTunes, if you don't feel like leaving us a whole gushy review about how wonderful we are or how much you can't stand the sound of our voices, you can also just leave us a rating by clicking the stars. If you want four stars, three stars, five stars, whatever it is, um, click those little stars. That helps us grow as well. So we will see you guys soon. We've got some amazing things coming up. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.